It's This Week in Bourbon, a spiciness level of five of bourbon news. And here's our headlines for February 3rd, 2023. Fireball drinkers are suing Sazerac after misleading labels. Drizzly and GoPuff announce a new partnership to provide immediate on-demand delivery of drinks. And Sagamore Spirit releases its limited edition Reserve Series 8-year-old rye whiskey. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Hey everyone, Kenny and Ryan here again. Hey. Getting ready to talk some bourbon news as we do every single week. It's already been a week. Man, it's crazy. It's uh, it's like clockwork for us now. We have our our date night set every Wednesday, eight thirty. We always get to talk about what's happening in the PR world. <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah, and as as the headlines read, there's always something happening. There's never a never a dull moment. I think I. Well, you'll get into the topics, but yeah, uh, you buried the leaf <laughs> last week. You talked about it. And I, was like, I, know. I don't know what you're talking about. And then it was the day after, and it was one of our Patreon members, and he sent me this message, and he said, "Hey, did you see this?" And I go, "Well, that's what Ryan was talking about." So yeah, you're you're yeah. already at one step ahead of the news there. Well, it's only because like the attorney that was teaching at Moonshine University was like talking about it, and that's the only reason I knew about it. Because he was like, look at this misleading case. <laughs> Sazerac's in the news again. You know. Yes, yes, yes. But other than that, I mean, has everything else been going all right on your side? I know we've got, we've had a recording week this week. We've got a lot of things going on. I know I've said it the past few weeks, but man, I'm starting to get mentally exhausted every single day. This this whole bourbon, owning a bourbon brand thing is is starting to really take a toll on how much work it's really taken to to get it out there now. 
Yeah, we should stay in the media. <laughs> I just <laughs> I don't even know about that. I think at this point it's just let's go ahead, hang up the microphones, flip our barrels, and just get out of the game in completely. Yeah, it'd, it'd be much easier. That's for sure. Yeah, it's. I just feel like every day I'm like it's completely full of shit, and like I just run from one thing to the next, and then and now it's eight thirty, and I, I've still got you know an hour of talking to do, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I enjoy it, but. uh yeah, some days feel long, some days feel worth it. Um, it. It's been, it's that time of year where it's just like, uh, it's like nothing happens this time of year and it's, you're just slogging through, you know, you want to see like things happen and they don't. Well, this is your slow time of the year for your business. It's it's the regular time of year for my business because they're the only slow time of the year is between probably two weeks after Thanksgiving and then going into the holiday season for Christmas. That's the only time anything slow on my end so it's just constant just churning and and right now it's it's at least on my end at least anybody that's in the tech scene this is kind of when everybody's starting to prepare for all the conferences for the year so mm. what we have to do is we've got to start getting all our presentations ready what are we going to talk about what's what are the new releases with the new features what's coming you got to get ready you gotta i mean we're talking like june august time frame is we have to start preparing for all this sort of stuff. So yeah, get ready for the this week in software episodes. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> put out the content. That's exactly what happens, man. It's like it, I'm. I'm honestly. It's the thing is, is I, I don't know why I haven't started doing this yet because I, I'm supposed to do a lot of blog writing and everything for my my actual day job. And yeah, we have AI get, for that now. Well, we, we <laughs> talked about that. There's a lot of AI, but there's. We know in our world what works and um, gets all the hits. It's the top tens. I'm like, why don't I do top ten articles in my day job and just make it easy on myself? I think I'm gonna start doing that, and and we'll see if if we start getting the hits because I see it's funny that because I look at our our whiskey YouTubers that are out there, and even people that only have a couple thousand followers, they will get like tens to twenty to thirty thousand views on a single video. And on the tech side, there might be 200,000 people that watch or like subscribe to a channel, but videos are only getting probably two or 300 views. And I don't get it. And it's just got to be clickbait. There's got to be something that's missing. And so I've got to see if, if that translates over to the tech world or not. Yeah, it's low hanging fruit. It's just like I was talking to Matt from me church and he's like anytime i need some some views i just do a brisket video <laughs> it's, it's like the top, it's the top 10 of barbecue you know but uh yeah it's uh well he made a name for himself with brisket and right, holy gospel yeah. rub and or holy cow rub so oh yeah such good stuff but yeah I, I guess i don't know if top 10 i don't even know what's like you you try to share your like verbiage and lingo with me all the time. And it, I just like gloss over. So that's probably why there's only 200 views. Like <laughs> no one gives a shit about <laughs> these, <laughs> these server things. It's, it's a very, <laughs> it's very narrow. It's, so I mean, niche. the businesses that use them are like, just tell me what it costs and put it in. <laughs> I don't care how it works. Just make sure it works. <laughs> it's not even that. So we have, we have a saying in our industry called shelfware. You ever heard of that? No. That's <laughs> uh, well, basically at the end of the year, you've got so much money left in the budget. So what do you do? You just go and you spend it, you buy software and you just put it on the shelf. You don't even use it. And you'll spend, you'll spend tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars just to just buy licenses that you'll never use just because you have budget and you got to spend it. Only in America, baby. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love well, it. 
Speaking of America, you want to talk about some lawsuits? Let's let's do it. It's about as American as it gets when you talk about people wanting to sue each other, and that's now that Fireball drinkers, they feel that they've been duped when they picked up a bottle of Fireball cinnamon at their local convenience stores and gas stations and supermarkets around the country. And this is according to a recent lawsuit that was filed in Illinois. The Sazerac Company, who's the producer of Fireball, they also manufacture and market and sell their cinnamon whiskey under the Fireball brand. However, on January 7th, a lawsuit came by Anna Marquez, and she claims that the company misled consumers by selling nearly identical 3.4-ounce bottles of Fireball cinnamon. And this is because it's malt beverages flavored to taste like the company's Fireball cinnamon whiskey product, but it doesn't actually contain whiskey. So according to the lawsuit, the product has been sold at thousands of stores, including grocery stores, big box retailers, gas stations, and convenience stores across the country, and U.S. representatives for the Sazerac company declined to comment on the pending litigation. Although Surprise. the mini bottles, yeah, how weird. <laughs> Although the mini bottles do not contain the word whiskey, Marquez claims that the suit and the company made the label to look almost identical to its Fireball cinnamon whiskey product. And in small print on the bottle, the label does read with natural whiskey and other flavors. However, what the label means to say is that the product contains natural whiskey flavors and other flavors. And that's what the suit said. By not including the word flavors after natural whiskey, purchasers who look closely will expect the distilled spirit of whiskey was added as a separate ingredient. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, Fireball only has probably like 20% whiskey in it to begin with. So that, that's a little stretch to say you're, yeah, I think it's I mean, 30% or maybe 25%, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's not, a, it's not a ton, but well, to be a, a blended whiskey like that, you only have to have, um, as a I learned this last week at moonshine university, <laughs> I bet you did uh, fresh graduate, uh, now a master distiller of a sourced brand. But, um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyways, yeah, to be a, a blended whiskey like Fireball, you only have to have 20% actual like whiskey, and then the rest can be neutral grain spirits and then other flavors added. So um, I, I'm, I guarantee, I don't know Fireball's formulation, but I guarantee it's very, it's at the 20%. Because that's, want margin, you know, baby. <laughs> that, that's margin. So regardless, both of them are like terrible for you. So quit drinking them. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> See, what, what I found out, because I remember seeing this a long time ago, not before a lawsuit came out, but I remember seeing something about Fireball being able to be sold at gas stations and other places right. that is typically not, they weren't able to do that because you can't sell whiskey at a gas station. You can't sell something like that. It has to be at a liquor store, a package store. So I remember something coming out that said, like, how are they doing that? And now I understand is that, oh, because it's not whiskey at all. It's because there's malt beverage in there and a quote unquote, you know, flavored whiskey or natural whiskey flavors. I don't know. I think that seems really weird, but it's, I, I guess I could see that there's definitely a blurred line where consumers can get confused about what it is because if you're picking it up, all it looks, it's probably, I mean, it looks the same exact package. You can go and look at the lawsuit. Yeah, it's identical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's the same. I don't know. Is that a dragon or a lion that is in red or whatever that thing is? Or It's a dryan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> but it, it, it looks exactly like that. And it comes in the same, you know, those those 12 packs where you have that that circle cart thing where you just have a bunch of them stuck in there for 99 cents. And so you just grab a handful of them on the way out. So it looks yeah. exactly the same. So I'm not surprised that something like this happened. Yeah. My wife got a huge candy cane full of them 
of fireballs. <laughs> They've been in the freezer. I haven't touched them <laughs> since. But were they with whiskey or natural flavored whiskey? I didn't even check the label, but I'm going to make <laughs> sure they have whiskey in them. And if not, I'm joining this class action so I can get my 75 cents settlement. <laughs> Because, I mean, do. that's the, these things. I mean, the lawyers are the ones that make out, you know, the, the, I, forgive me for my ignorance. Is it the plaintiffs or complaints or who, who are the people that are, I guess they're representing? <laughs> yeah. Anna Marquez. That's who the one that's, that's creating this, this lawsuit. Okay. They, but what happens on these class action things is like, it's like the, the whole, uh, what was that? Templeton. You know, all it did was kind of, but I feel in this case, this is way less than Templeton um, because I, I don't know it. It's twenty it percent. It's a flavored whiskey. Come on, it's not like saying that you've handcrafted this damn concoction in the back of your farm, and I don't even know where Fireball's made somewhere in Canada or something. But they they figured out a way to get it. And even more places across the country. So, hats off to Sazerac. They they were able to penetrate even more of the market. So, yeah, you? I'm probably. I usually don't say this, but I probably side with Sazerac on this. Ooh, now is that just because you don't think it's misleading? I mean, it's it's fireball. It's not like it's this quality. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you're buying like, so like Dom Perignon, we're like, Oh, wait a minute. If the, the, the fireball malt in the fireball whiskey were like, you know, $50 apart or something. And people were buying the malt, you know, at the same price, but I, I'm pretty sure they're the same price. And it, it I don't know. It, it's all crap regardless. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, so we'll wait for the verdict, and at the end of the verdict, the, the judgment's going to come, and Cecil goes, I don't care. I didn't care to begin with. Uh, that's very true, and I'm probably going to get in trouble, but that's okay. That's all right. Well, I know you're a big CeeLo Green fan, aren't you? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The here. voice? It is, it is. He's a singer-rapper and former The Voice judge, so CeeLo Green, he's now entering the bourbon market it no was way. recently announced that he would be joining forces with the black-owned Victor George Spirits on the company's Fort Mose 1738 bourbon. The bourbon was first released last summer, which I believe we did talk about it here on This Week in Bourbon, and it's bottled at Palm Beach Distillery, which VGS acquired as a majority stake in last year. But it is sourced from MGP in Indiana, according to some sleuthing from a website of the bourbon culture. VGS found Ross Squibb. Yeah, it's all sorry, Ross and Squibb. It's all all Squibb juice. So Victor G. Harvey created Fort Mose, which is made from a typical bourbon mash bill of corn, rye, and malted barley. It's named after a town in Florida that was declared to be the first free black town in the U.S. by the state's governor in 1738. The relationship between Green and VGS is said to date back to 2020, when the Grammy winner met Harvey at a Super Bowl party at a restaurant owned by one of the stars of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's as far as it goes. So if I remember correctly, is that CeeLo is just going to become the face of the company. It's gonna do, he's going to do sample tastings at uh, yeah, liquor a, stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I bet you know he's probably going to be signing bottles somewhere. Just wait for the lines <laughs> at your total wine and liquor barns or whatever the, it is around. The you. distributors Respects. will contact him and be like, we need support in the market, CeeLo. We need you uh, <laughs> doing bottle signings and samples and 
blah 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 <laughs> get polter <laughs> we we need it's not moving we need you here we need you signing bottles it's the only way that these things are going to sell yeah what's by the way song? This forget is... you what's the song oh yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Right. No, that's the only one i know of CeeLo. well People are probably wondering why we're laughing at it, and that's because now that we own a brand, this is literally what we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis is our distributors hounding us, saying like, oh, we need money for in-store tastings, blah, 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 blah. But thankfully, we've got some some great ambassadors out there that are going to start picking up our, our slack. So, hey, by the way, let's give a plug. If you want to become a Pursuit Spirits ambassador, I will pay you to drink whiskey. Send me an email, Kenny at PursuitSpirits.com, and I'll tell you all about it. Only Kenny will pay you. I get to keep, you know, it's, it comes out of his distribution. It's not mine. There you go. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, that, it's that marketing fund that we have yet to put a budget number on. <laughs> yeah, our shelf, shelfware or whatever. Pretty much, pretty much. Yep. So there's more bourbon happening in the golf world, and that's Grain and Barrel Spirits. They have announced a multi-year partnership with Nah, I can't read that right. Anyway, they're they're creating a multi-year partnership with PGA Pro Tour golfer Kevin Kisner. So Grain and Barrel is a producer of world-class spirits and iconic brands, including Chickacock Whiskey and Dixie Vodka, two of Kevin's favorites, which led to the partnership coming together. The Chickencock Whiskey logo will be, dis- will be displayed on Kisner's shirt sleeve, shirt sleeve for the full PGA Tour schedule, as well as the Masters, U.S. Open, and PGA Championship. And viewers can get a first look at his branded shirt at the AT&T Pebble Beach Program on February 2nd through the 5th. And it's held annually at Pebble Beach as part of the PGA Tour. Kisner, he's a PGA Tour winner and President's Cup team participant and currently ranked number 31 in the world. And Grain and Barrel looks forward to supporting Kevin and Brittany Kisner Foundation at a variety of charity events throughout the year. The nonprofit is run by Kevin and his wife, and it benefits children in the central Savannah River area by providing them with opportunities to build a strong foundation for success. Wow, that's pretty cool. I wonder what that costs to sponsor. A- yeah, if, if they can afford their number 31, maybe we can get number 32? Uh, I'm thinking... I'm looking at world golf ratings. Carlos <laughs> Ortiz, he's number 195. He's from Mexico. I think we can do that. Uh, what do you think? Hey, Carlos, are you into whiskey? You love bourbon? You like Pursuit United? We'll get you a t-shirt. Yeah, or go to Jintaro Kazuma. He's in 195, so. <laughs> okay. All right. What's what's it? We got, what's, are we in the, at least in the 50 realm? Who's who's 50? 50? I I don't know if we can afford that, but (laughs) Mackenzie Hughes, Mackenzie Hughes. I like Mackenzie. Mackenzie Hughes earned $1.9 million last year somehow. So I don't think, uh, I don't think we can afford him. Well, I mean, all right, we'll spring. I mean, maybe, maybe we'll get a Nike dry fit or should we just go with like something simple, like an Adidas? We need somebody with a dash in earnings. So they can, so like our <laughs> like $20,000, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'll take it. We're going to be like, <laughs> be like 10 cup when he's sponsored by like Denny's and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just somebody out there causing a ruckus. Be like, yeah. hey, that's our logo. That's our logo. That's right. <laughs> well, it doesn't end here. So there's actually more, I guess you'd say bourbon partnerships happening. So Elijah Craig. They have announced a new multi-year partnership with sports broadcaster Amanda Belenis. 
or sorry, Amanda Belenis Renner. Most known for her work as a sports broadcaster, Amanda conducts interviews on course with many of the PGA Tour's biggest stars at high-profile golf tournaments each season. A native Pennsylvanian and whiskey lover, Amanda's success both in media and the golf world will now be supported by Elijah Craig as the official bourbon of Amanda Belenis Renner. Amanda joins Team Elijah Craig alongside PGA Tour Max Homa. Nice. Yeah, I see it here. I'm on their Instagram. I'm so excited now. <laughs> did you see the, the the video, the press release of her holding the the Glen Karen in a rickhouse for this? Uh-uh. No. It's hilarious because the whiskey is literally filled to the brim. <laughs> Big gulp. <laughs> it's, it's all the way up. I saw a comment on there and it said, this would be me after three of those glasses. And it had somebody just stumbling around in a, in a golf bag, like just like couldn't keep the feet underneath of them. What was what was the one last week? They were somebody got sponsored. Or no, it was Elijah Craig. They're gonna have the Heaven Hill booth at the Pebble Beach. Dude, Elijah Craig's going all in on pro golf. That's what I know. Going. Bernie didn't reach out to us <laughs> after <laughs> last about coming. So Bernie, if you're listening, we're still interested. <laughs> I'm coming to Pebble Beach with you in the we can hang out with Amanda Bolinas. Yeah, we'll do that. If you want to take down, you know, take the, uh, he's got that convertible. We'll all just ride out there together, road trip. <laughs> Feel like a hangover when he's. <laughs> I'd, more like Tommy Boy, probably. Tommy Boy, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, our other headline is that Drizzly and GoPuff has announced a partnership to provide immediate on demand delivery of drinks to adults of legal drinking age. This new collaboration brings the full GoPuff liquor and more assortment of beer, wine, and spirits to Drizzly's beverage alcohol e commerce shop. So, while also expanding the number of Bevmo and Liquor Barn stores on the platform, increasingly, Drizzly's network of partners to offer convenient delivery of options for drinks and partnerships also expands GoPuff's reach by tapping into Drizzly's customer base of high-intent alcohol shoppers. GoPuff Liquor and more, BevMo and Liquor Barn stores are now available on Drizzly's Marketplace in 26 states, including Florida, Texas, New York, Indiana, Ohio, North Carolina, and much more. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting stuff. We like GoPuff. We like the, the, whole, the whole concept. I think it's going to be huge. Huge. Bourbon. It's a taxi for your bourbon. You can see that when you come to the... Louisville Airport, you're going to see a banner or a billboard. That's exactly what it says. Sorry about the escalator, isn't it? Or it is. It is. I guess we guess we go to the airport too much, or they don't change their signage and it just stays with us. Yeah, no. Or, I'm still I'm still wondering if that stuck. Jackie signage will stay. I would say so. I mean, because that's a that's all about a Louisville. Like that's all that's all Louisville stuff. So I I would imagine that all that stuff will be there for a while. Plus, I mean, it's a it's a good shot making that old fashioned on the on the bar. It is a good photo. I hope they keep it. But you don't think Melissa will show up on there <laughs> no. in a couple of weeks? Well, you think you think Brown Foreman's like mm, we need to get that changed? <laughs> like, yeah, we donated enough to this yeah. city. We need to get that changed. I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, who knows? Nah. They probably, but nah, they probably would leave it. Nah, be, they don't care be, that much. That would be uncouth or you're uncanny, you're forgetting whatever. that that we pay attention to this. Ninety nine point nine percent of the people they look at it and go, oh, that's a cool photo. <laughs> well, you're not really selling the airport on their advertising. <laughs> we, we're we the only ones that pay attention. No one else does. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. I mean, I, I do. It's it's bad because if you, I mean, it's serious. If you come to Louisville's airport, I would say what? Bourbon advertising makes up mm, 80% to 90% of all advertising you see in the airport. Yeah, there is like that 
Don Juan Tequila or something, or Ocho or something. Number one. Number one. Yeah, yeah. That's that uh, comedian's tequila. But uh, yeah, that. it's pretty. There's uh, rabbit hole has houses. every pillar on the. I mean, every pillar is wrapped in rabbit hole and horse soldier. And too, horse soldier. Yeah. And there's, I know Barrel's got a advertisement Barrel's there. Barrel's got one. Yeah. Heaven I Hill. Remember, and, remember talking to Joe about it's It's expensive to advertise there. There's a lot of eyeballs on it. So. Bardstown's got one where you get your luggage, you know. Yep, they do. <laughs> You know, I guess now that people are thinking, if you're listening to this, I guarantee if you come and sponsor us on the podcast, you might not get as many eyeballs at the airport, but it is a steal compared to what you're going to pay at the airport. Oh, yeah. Such value here. Yes. And we'll, all we're going to say is good things about you, right? We have zero. We, we have no backbone. We're just going to go ahead and always say nice things. That's right. We're, we're the best. <laughs> we're the best partners to work with. <laughs> All right. So Henderson Distilling Company, they've announced that they are building a new distillery and tourist destination in Henderson, Kentucky. The project will create a full production distillery, retail space, and cocktail bar that will sit just a few hundred yards from the Ohio River. The distillery and tourist destination will be built on a three-acre campus on the former Henderson Municipal Power, Light, and Campus in downtown Henderson. And this won't be the first time that adult beverages are made at this location. Back in the early 1900s, this was the location of the Henderson Brewing Company. And the Henderson Distilling Company will be a family-run business by co-founder and president Andrew Powell and is joined in the business by his wife, co-founder, and head distiller, Meredith Powell. Meredith has a background in chemistry and plans on attending distiller training classes at Moonshine University. Powell, mm -hmm. <laughs> why do that? You can hire Ryan. He's got you there. All right, I can consult now. Need nosing yeah. services? Blending? <laughs> I got Yeah, You're going to have your own advertisement at the, at the airport soon. That's right. You, you want to open a still? I got a certificate. <laughs> Powell's plans call for a craft distillery that will be making around 600 to 900 barrels of spirits per year with a capacity to ramp up to around 1,600 barrels per year. The initial plans call for around four 3,100-gallon 3, 3, fermenters that will feed into a still dragon 12-inch column still that will stand 27 feet tall. The still will be followed by a 100-gallon doubler. In addition to the column, they plan on a 50-gallon pot still that will be used for experimentation as well as to make white spirits like vodka or gin. Uh, what I learned at Moonshine is very inefficient to make vodka out of pot stills, so you might want to run that through the old column. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, you heard it from our master distiller. Or do what everybody else does, just source neutral grain spirits from MGP and run it through your still once and call it yours, a.k.a. Tito's. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's That's the magic behind the madness there. It's a magic machine. Yes, it but is. But that's, that. I mean, that's a, what did you say, 1,300 barrels? Or it six? will, they're, they're going to start with 600 to 900 with the capacity to ramp up to 1,600 per year. Dang, that's a big investment. That's a lot of cash to get that going. That's good for them. Well, it's a 12-inch uh, column still, 27 feet tall. That's where uh, Corky's from, Henderson. That's where, like, Peerless, I think, was founded or whatever back in the day. Well, so we we put them on here. Now I guess we'll wait a few years until we get to try some other stuff, see what happens. We'll see if they got any congeners in there. <laughs> you know your stuff, man. <laughs> So our, our last news story here is that a friend of the show, Tim Niddle, he's been on here a few times already, uh, runs Distilled Living. However, I, this is something new I learned about him. He's also an adjunct professor of bourbon studies at Midway University. 
And so I did a bit more reading and Midway University also has an online MBA program in tourism and event management. And it combines business classes with special courses in bourbon tourism, hospitality, destination branding, and event management to provide a well-rounded foundation for career advancement. It's pretty interesting. So this concentration prepares students to work in the bourbon tourism industry, and it's an opportunity that's only available in Kentucky. The MBA coursework is offered completely online, is in an accelerated eight-week format, and it makes it easy for students to complete courses on their own schedule and advance their careers quickly. Anyway, the recent capstone projects have been posted, and here they are in the following order. First is that there is a creation of an interactive training workshop designed to provide principles and practices of both the hospitality industry and the Kentucky bourbon industry, specifically for frontline employees. And that's by Lacey Robinson. The next one is a paper detailing the best practices on guidance on developing Kentucky bourbon tourism experiences tailored and marketed to minorities, which is intended to expand diversity and inclusion among both Kentucky bourbon hospitality employees and their guests. And the last one is a paper exploring on how the Kentucky bourbon tourism industry can embrace events outside of the state to promote both Kentucky bourbon generally and continue to drive Kentucky bourbon tourism. Hmm. Well, it sounds like another class I need to take. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> go ahead, get your MBA in this. It's 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 a, it's an accelerated course. It's only eight weeks. That I think you could do that. Instead of shelfware, we're just going to have like certificates of <laughs> completion of every bourbon class ever invented. But I do think this is good. I like this. Yeah, Tim's I, great. I, Tim's awesome. He that that what that that tent at the Bourbon Festival was like top notch. Like everything was really ran smoothly. He he did a good job. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, this was something that he had sent this over to me. He was like, "Hey, our class is doing this." And I go, "What do you mean your class?" And then I did some digging, and I was like, "That's actually kind of cool." I had no idea there was a an MBA or a certificate, a program, whatever it is, designed around urban tourism and hospitality. So interesting for people that are wanting to kind of take that, that leap in their career, if you will. Yeah. Sign me up. Nah, we, we need you. We need you behind the still, my friend. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll do this one. I'll be the one that needs to shake hands and. Yeah. And our size still is going to take me 300 days to crank out 10 barrels. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need all that time. <laughs> All right. Well, you start cranking on the still and we'll be back with some bourbon release news right after this with a word from our partners. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. 
shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Hey everyone, it's more bourbon release news, and we don't have a whole lot to go through. We got we got four stories, but, well, and this one's, I don't know if it's really, I guess it's bourbon release news. I remember it had to have been a year plus ago when we talked about think it was in israel they're coming out with a bourbon do you remember that news story oh uh, yeah yeah i do remember yes well guess what there is another israeli bourbon coming out oh but this one you guys i remember what they were doing i think that one kind of was in the gray area this one i think is is kind of legit so here we go so there's a new israeli bourbon on the spirit scene Although it may be something a misnomer to call it Israeli, since bourbon has always famously been an all-American drink. And it's called Dew of Badala, as a bourbon that's created by Thinker's Distillery. And it's actually mostly made in the U.S., but it's infused with the air of Hoffa's port. So the Jerusalem-based distillery rented space in Columbus, Ohio, and made its mash from kosher Kansas corn. And they stored it in 140 new American oak barrels for four months. Then... They clocked the barrels on the ship for six months and then referring, that's referring to a longtime tradition of letting barrels just kind of rock back and forth on a boat. But this bourbon then spent another three and a half years at the Hoffa port accessing the Brackish Sea air. And so the bourbon's name, Dew of Badola, stems from Kabbalah, according to Kaplan, who's the, sorry, I should probably, his name's Bennett Kaplan, he's the, the distiller there. And it describes the harmonic balance between many factors. And the Hebrew word, Badola means crystal. It's 94.6 proof and priced around 350 Israeli new shekels or 92 US dollars. Sounds like they're uh, trying to make a story out of like the, all the port backups when, when, (laughs) you know, containers would just sit there for months, you know, like couldn't just get them, uh, you know, you you just like sat there for three and a half years. Your containers here in LA, but sits there for for a while. I'm <laughs> kidding, but it might be cheaper than storage costs in in a workhouse somewhere. Who knows? Yeah, I bet. I would think the evaporation rates kind of accelerate pretty quick over there, but maybe not. I feel like Israel got to be dry and desert, right? I I have yet to go to Israel, my friend. So I I, I haven't even Googled what it would be like to even go there on a vacation. So I have no idea what the. So can we buy this like. in the U.S. or is it only in Israel? Well, if it's priced at 350 Israeli new shekels, I, I don't think you're going to have a shot here. Hmm. Reserve bar doesn't cover over there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> seal box. Fortunately, seal box isn't shipping. <laughs> figure this will be on Blake's newsletter, you know, (laughs) (laughs) get four of those a day. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. So there's two new releases coming from Chattanooga whiskey and they've announced their newest barrel finishing series. And it's called silver Oak Cabernet cask finished. 
And the Cabernet cask finish is crafted with five single malt mash bills, each containing a range of toasted, roasted, and caramel malts, including a custom-toasted barley malt developed with Riverbend Malt House. The whiskey was aged for more than four years, including 18 months in Silver Oak Cabernet Sauvignon casks. That's going to be available in broad distribution and at the Chattanooga Whiskey Experimental Distillery at a suggested retail price of $60. And they are also releasing Chattanooga Whiskey Experimental Distillery release batch 29. Yes, okay, that's XXIX, so that's 29. And it's called the Centenary Cask. Announced that the this will be an annual release in their award-winning experimental single-batch series. So batch 29 is a blend of experimental pot-stilled mash bills that were married and finished in a rare 100-year-old Oloroso Sherry Puncheon. The Sherry Puncheon will be refilled in the Solera style, ensuring each annual 100-gallon batch will be uniquely different from the last and will contain traces of whiskey from previous fills. So batch 29, the Centenary Cask, yeah, Centenary, yeah, is uh, exclusively available at their experimental distillery for $75. Well, I'll be in, I do love Silver Oak Cab. Um, I'll be in Chattanooga in a few weeks. I'll have to go swing by and get one. Let's see. Tell me how it is. Get a, get a, uh, get a sample at the bar. Be like, Next trend, toasted grains, you know, move from toasted barrels to toasted grains. <laughs> I, I love it when I was reading this, it said all these mash bills, each containing range of toasted, roasted, and I was, hopefully it was just going to be something else, but it said caramel malts. I was like, dang it. I was like, need just something with a T-E-D. Yeah. What, what could you do? Toasted, roasted, and. <laughs> it's the uh, roasted. Yeah. Toasted, roasted, and roasted? No. <laughs> That's roasted, terrible. Coasted, toasted, loasted. Mm. Roasted, toasted. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to go to the dictionary on that one later. Yeah, swing and a miss for me. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's okay. We're both there. So ex-Woodford Reserve distiller David Shurek, who founded Boondocks American Whiskey in 2016, and after four decades in the business, is putting a new bourbon out. And this is Boondocks 18-year-old straight bourbon whiskey, and it's the latest in Boondocks' signature series collection. This cast-strength bourbon will have a limited production of just 1,620 bottles, each individually numbered. And Boondock's core lineup consists of source whiskeys with their range that includes American whiskey, a 96-proof and a cast-strength of their bourbon rye, and they also have something else called the Spice Project, which is an American whiskey blended with spices. However, according to rep for the brand, Shurik sorts a few barrels of Tennessee bourbon aged nearly 17 years for this release, and they were brought to Bardstown, Kentucky to further mature until he felt they were ready. And it was bottled at cash strength and has an SRP of $280. Wait, I didn't know there was a master stiller at Woodford before. Before well, Chris Morris? Chris, well, I knew Lincoln was there, but I didn't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not familiar with this individual. Well, I'm sorry. It didn't say, it didn't say master, just said distiller. Oh, okay. Yes. He didn't go so. to Moonshine U like I did. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, they, I did see on the, this press release, he, he does have a pretty good pedigree. He had a, he had a lot of places that he worked even prior to Woodford. So he, he has some pedigree, but it, it is interesting to see this, that ex, ex, all these ex-distillers and what's he doing? He just is using a bunch of sourced whiskey. Kind yep. of like us. Yeah, that's what we all do. But hey, 17 years, 280 bucks, who knows? I'm even the big curious. brand sometimes. <laughs> yep, for sure. All right, and here is our last news article for the week. And that's Sagamore Spirit. You know them. They are releasing their own limited edition Sagamore Spirit Reserve Series 8-Year-Old Rye Whiskey. So this 8-Year-Old Rye Whiskey comes from the first of the liquid to be put into barrels. 
And this new release marks the first time Sagamore Spirit 8-year-old rye whiskey will be available throughout Sagamore Spirit's entire domestic footprint uh, and distribution. As an an earlier iteration that was available only at the distillery and select markets in 2021, it also earned a gold medal and an ASCOT award and a double gold from San Francisco. However, since then, Sagamore Spirit's distilling team was focused on crafting a more widely available version that matched its predecessor in quality and flavor profile. It's part of Sagamore Spirit's Reserve Series, a collection of limited edition rye whiskeys that celebrate the legacy of Maryland distilling, with an unyielding focus on excellence from start to finish. It's bottled at 111.4 proof and has a relatively good price point of $80. That's pretty good. $10 a year. And well, obviously mm-hmm. we're, I mean, we're obviously biased. everyone knows we're biased. We're big Sagamore fanboys, but they do have great stuff. So I'm sure this is just another home run for them. Yeah, that's what, this one was kind of different. It was kind of hard to read the press release a little bit because it sounded like this was one of their earlier iterations that they were putting stuff into the barrel. However, at some point they changed and said, no, we don't want to do this. And they went with a different mash bill or something. It didn't say the mash bill or what it was, but I, I don't know. I think that was, it was just a little confusing to read, I guess you could say. I'll get clarification from, from Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian, let, Brian Tracy, let us know what, what did we miss there? Because I'm sure there's something there. I mean, maybe it is the same stuff they're doing, but it just said in here that they, since then, Sagamore Spirits distilling team was focused on crafting a more widely available version that matched its predecessor in quality and flavor profile. So I'm not too sure what that, what that hints at. Yeah, me either. Well, well, he'll tell us. He'll text me tomorrow, I'm sure, or <laughs> whenever this airs. <laughs> uh, well, too bad. We'll have to make a note and come back to it next week and let people know exactly what we found out. That sounds good. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, so that's it. That's the, that's the plan of the record of the day, man. That's we knocked out all the bourbon news. All right. Well, till next week, I guess. Yeah. Some that's... more lawsuits. See if. <laughs> Sazerac's like three for four, like past, <laughs> past month. <laughs> hey, that's that's a pretty good batting average if you if you're getting into lawsuits. Yeah, uh, that's probably not or something they. You're their be. lawyers. Well, I mean, I guess you you have your own in-house firm or your own in-house counsel, so you might as well put them to work. That's true. I mean, they're getting paid regardless. So <laughs> yeah, so you might as well get them to work. It's I like that shelfware. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, that'll do it. And cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles.